Today's Dav is Dav Mem Gimel, page 43, and they had to give us Echaz Gittin, and we pick up on the bottom Mem Beis, Amad Beis, with Yibay Lehu. We are six lines up from the bottom of Mem Beis, Amad Beis. All right, let's just give a quick overview. The big, uh, the big uh, consistent theme that we're going to uh, find out about today is about a Dovar Shaloi Balaylam, how to handle, what, what are futures... I've heard that cut, that that name in the stock market. Type of investment. It's an, yeah, it's a type of investment that Based what? On what is what you think it's gonna be? What you think something could be down the road? Okay, so you're gonna learn about whether or not you could sell futures that don't really exist now. If I'm using the the proper uh, the proper expression, and it's gonna come out specifically in the following manner. And here's gonna be the shaila. Let's read the shaila inside the ibailu six lines at the bottom of base and base ibailu. That's the question. Searching for information. Eved shemachrei rabbi leknas. If you have an eved whose master sells him, but not for ownership, guardy for this, the master sells him for knas futures. The halacha is: if you have an animal, if an animal gores an eved kanani, the owner of the animal must pay the master of the eved a knas, a thirty silver shekel fine. Okay. Now, let's say you have an eved that is constantly around uh, oxen. Right, so the master of the event needs some liquidity. He needs some cash, so he goes and he wants to sell potential future class money to somebody else. I'm keeping my evidence, giving ownership, but I'm going to sell to you that if my evidence ever gets gored, you're the one who's going to get the class. You'll get the money. All right, it's like purchasing what people purchase life insurance before the person passes away. You develop right. So he's buying it beforehand. Machar ayin machar. Is that considered a sale or not? Okay. Um, okay. You're also against right. David's killed, so he's gonna he's gonna collect the payment. You're right. Right. That's where the the knas payment comes in. This shaila is asked according to shita sheman according to shita rabbana. Now, shita sheman shita rabbana. The gemara is gonna explain is a. Shas wide topic that the Gemara thinks we've already come across, which is the dispute about whether you can sell a davar shabloba laolam of something that is not yet in existence in the world. Is it capable of being of transferring hands? Can you move something that does not exist from from uh, possession to possession? Also Everything. Right, Everything falls under this. Now it says the Gemara like this: Sibai Lerebi Mayor. It's a question, according to Rebbeir. Rebbeir is of the opinion you could sell. You could be makna. You could acquire and give over ownership on something that does not exist in the world. So this is a shaila. Because, Maybe Rebbeir only allows you to sell something that's not yet in the world when it's naturally supposed to happen. Like, I'm going to sell you my produce of next season. Trees should produce, so you're fine. But over here, we're, it's a little far-fetched. Okay? Who says that he's going to be gored? And again, he's going to be gored and he's going to get killed. It's a little far-fetched. See, even over there, Remeir, who generally will say, you could give over ownership of something that's not the existing world. Maybe it has to be something that's naturally supposed to happen. But something that's wild, maybe he'll agree, you cannot give over. And if you're going to tell me that the Ebed will be gored, how do you even know that the ox, the 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 ox owner, 
is even going to, to end up paying at all. Top of today's daf, why wouldn't he pay? Get ready for this. Because the shekel payment of the ox owner is a kanas, it's a fine. And the rule is fines are only applied when you don't admit to the fine. Top of today's daf, maybe the owner of the ox is going to show up to Bezin and be like, my ox gourd. And if he says my ox gourd, all you're going to have to do is pay the damages to the owner of the, to the servant's owner. You're not even going to end up with the shekel kanas. Okay? Says the Gemara. Visibai Rabbanan. And our shaila about whether you can give over, sell the rights of future Kanas of an Evid is also going to go to the Rabbanan. Now, the Rabbanan of the opinion you cannot sell ownership that does not exist. They said you can't do this. Why would there, why, why would there be a shaila here? Let's see. When did the Rabbanan say? You cannot sell something that's not in existence. Like fruits of a palm tree, the hashdomi alasnu, because right now they're not here. Do you see any fruits? No. no. Next season. Maybe that's where the Rabbana say you can't be Makadavashabalam. But over here, get ready for this. Is there an axe in the world? Yes. Is there an Evid in the world right now? Yeah. And since the only thing that's missing from the world is it's the, the damage, is the goring. But the item itself is in the world. So here we go. Lumbed my, what's the halacha? Here's the lumbed shashayla. Gavalt. Gavalt shashayla over here. When do we say you cannot give a ownership of something that does not yet exist in the world? Is it the item or the action? When you have the item in the world and you're just missing the action of one axe killing the other, maybe it's considered like things are in the world and you can give over those rights. Or do we say, no, that's not what it's about. It's about the item. Yeah? That's the Shiloh here. Why can't, good question. why can't you say there's a tree that produces fruit that's in the world? The action is the production of the fruit. That's missing. Because, that because the value is going on the fruit. You're not giving any value to the tree. To the tree. Okay. Over here, what's actually get, has value is that. Exactly. Good. That's that's further clarity into understanding what's happening in the Shiloh. Um, Rav Rabbi says, Toshma, come and listen. Let's answer the question. The Elidbai is a Kohen's family is Ladi Shuma. And anything the Kohen owns is Ladi Shuma. What do you mean by Yilid Bayis, born into the house? If a Kayan's Evid is Ladi Truma, Yilid Bayis like Oshkin? Of course. Avadim that are born once they're owned, excuse me, already pre owned by the Kayan, how much more so could they eat Truma? Okay, so let's get into Truma a little bit. Again, we know that a Kayan's servants are Ladi Truma. What about a Kayan? Who has a servant and a maidservant that has children? The Kohen never paid for those children. They weren't in existence. But because they're ch- children of the Abed and the Shifcha, the servant and the maidservant, so now they're owned by the Kohen, uh, by blood relation of the parents. And they could certainly eat Shuma. They're even, they didn't even start from, from conception. They've been owned by him. I would say, when you pay for an Eved, the Kayan acquired him with money, so there's actual value. I feel the bias, 
So too, if you have an Evet that's born into the house of the Kayin, as long as there's monetary value to the Evet, he can eat. So anything that the Kayin has monetary value over is allowed to partake of Truma. How do I know if you have a Kohen with somebody in his family who has no value? Let's say the Kohen has an Evet, a servant, that is not even worth a pruta. We're going to talk about this, how this is possible. You have a Kohen that's not even worth a pruta. So here's the question. Is that called the Kohen as ownership? Can you own something that's valueless? Is it called ownership? Is it called ownership? It's a good Shiloh. Talmud Laimar Yidlid Bayis. The Torah says, okay, you don't have financial owners, you, you don't own, any, maybe there's no value to heaven, but if it's Yidlid Bayis, if it's born into your house, which means, even if, doesn't need to be a value that you own in a slave, as long as the person's called an Evan, that's your Evan. Okay? As long as you own the stock, that's your stock. Even if the stock is worth less than a Shavar Pruta. And similarly, I'm going to say, Yilid Bayis, now I know that a Evan that belongs to a Kayan who was born in the house can eat. Whether he's, whether he's value or not, he's allowed to eat Shuma, Kenyan Kesef, but an Evan that's acquired with money. Then maybe by him We'll say If you were acquired You need to have value In order to eat shuma If it doesn't have value You don't eat shuma Therefore it says Kenyan kaspai And yelid beisai What does it mean? We put them side by side Just like yelid bias If he's born into the house Of the kayan Even if it doesn't have value He's still let eat Even if I purchase an evad I purchase that stock It was worth a pruta at the time It was worth a hundred dollars and now it's worth a tenth of a penny. Mamish went down completely. You're still allowed to. He's still that that still allowed to eat I'm going to say you're going to tell me that an eved that sold only for the purpose of knas is considered a sale. Let's bring this full circle. Me ika avda can you have an Eved? Shalom is diving the Knosso. Is it possible to have an Eved where you're you going to end up with such a concept that I own you, but you can't be sold for your Knoss value? Okay. Now, what does this mean? This means like this The 30 slutim that need to be paid if my ox kills the Eved. Applies across the board to any Evid. Your Evid could be worth a hundred sella. My ox scores your Evid. I need to pay you how much? 30. 30. Your Evid, and here's where it connects to our Gemara, could be worth garnished, less than a pruta. My Evid, my ox kills your Evid. How much do you need to pay? 30. 30 slot. Just the fact that there's a potential for 30 slayim itself brings value to something that otherwise is ownerless. That 
not in a good way. The guy might get killed, and now his stock rises from uh, you know a hundredth of a sella to thirty slum. All right, so that's not in a good way. But the Gemara here is saying it's got to be. You can never really have an evad that's not worth a shavar pruta because at least hold on to him for the possibility. Yeah, at least hold on. That itself is value. Futures, even though they don't exist right now, people are willing to pay for that. Or says in ika evad trefa. You can have an evidence of Shreifa. Now there's halacha. If you have an evid that is um, that already has the status of a Shreifa, which means he, the, the evid is not going to live much longer. Got one foot in the grave, the other on a banana peel. He's got uh, a hole in various vital organs, already has status of a Shreifa. Even if the ox kills that evid, you're not going to pay 30 sella. It has to be a healthy evid in order to be obligated. Uh, an evid that's called a Shreifa already is, uh, has a foot out the door, and therefore that type of evan does not, uh, does not uh, have value. If an ox, I grew up in Texas, yeah. if an ox gores, they're going to gore again. I mean, right away. They're not just going to stick you once. Okay. So the first time they stick you, now you're a trefa, and then he sticks you again and kills you. Yeah. So then he's a, so he wouldn't get it. Nachon, if the first part wouldn't be a, a close to ending, uh, okay. yeah. Even somebody who's a trefa and is going to pass away, let's say within the next month, he could still work for the next week. That itself has value. He could still do something. But menovo mokashchin says we're dealing with somebody on his deathbed. Basically, menovo mokashchin means somebody's got tremendous tsar. He's in tremendous tsar, and you know there's no value at all that he's going to bring uh, that he's going to bring to the master. So over there, that would be a case where you attack a heaven ever that's not even worth a pruta because there's no futures on him either. Okay, so there we go. Question answered. Next question, We asked another question, searching for information. You got us, Rebbe? Mem Gimel, about uh, halfway down. A little less than halfway down, right before the wide lines. He marries a Jewish woman. Half of him is Jewish. Half of him is an Evakanani. Mahu, what's the halacha? Is he half married? Is he whole married? Is he not married? What's the status of a half, a half Evan, half Ben Chayrin? You know the Allah is If a ma- regular man Says to a woman Jew. Jewish man Says Jewish woman Be married to half of me All of you to half of me Yeah The Allah is you're completely married No such thing As half Jewish No such thing as half marriage Right We know that All in or nothing Yeah now, we'll say, maybe over there that's the halacha, even though I said half of me is married, I'm fit for my whole entity to be married. So we'll say, that that's why the marriage will take hold. But this woman is, by the half evad, half ben chayrin, we're not dealing with the ability to uh, be uh, uh, purchased completely. If you're going to say that if you have a Yid who says to a woman, I'm a Kaddish half of you, there's no Mikudeshes, there's no marriage at all. Okay? I'll say the reason why if you say to the woman half of you, it's not a Kenyan, because you have to acquire her completely. 
But over here, there was no Shire Bikinyani. See, if you say to a woman, I'm marrying half of you, it's not a valid marriage. Why? Because you're leaving over marriage ability. That's there. You want marriage? Take it. But by acquiring a woman who's a half, who's a, when somebody's a half Evan, half Ben Chiron, you're taking the full ability that you're able to. The most you can do is 50%, because only 50% of it is Jewish. Only 50% of it is free. So I'm taking the full half. You understand? It's like this. Is that cup half empty or half full? Cup half empty or half full? So you say like this. If you say it's half empty, if you say it's half empty, so then I'm looking at the empty part. I'm leaving things behind. Leaving things behind, you got a problem. You got a problem. If you look at it like it's half full, so then basically what I'm saying is, I shrunk the glass, I cut it in half, and now I have a whole half. I'm viewing it in the positive, right? My mother would say about, uh, about half empty, half full. My mother would say, just shrink the glass and you'll have plenty. Stop having such expectations and that's how you make yourself happy. Just don't even view it like you're half full. You're good. You figure it out. You so, marry half a woman. Yeah. She says, I want to marry half. What does that really mean, please? If, if, uh, if you have a half-Evan, half-Ben who wants to marry a woman, he wants to marry a regular Yisraelis. She, you were a boy. But there, so she's a Jewish woman. And what is he? He's an Evan Kanani who's half-free. He's an Evan Kanani. Okay. Who's half-free. The status of an Evan Kanani who's freed is he becomes Jewish. He's automatically Jewish. Even when he's never Kanani, he's Mechuyah V'mitzvah, like a woman. The moment he gets a document of freedom, he's a totally Israel. So now he's half free. So half of him's capable. Now, if he were to marry a woman, okay, she doesn't have built in her the ability to be married to an entire, uh, to an entire half. You can't leave over anything. That's the idea the Gemara here is saying. You can't leave, if you didn't take everything that's possible, now you have a problem. But if you took everything that's possible, so maybe over there we'll be lenient and say it's taka marriage. Because I did whatever I could. I'm not missing anything. So there the Gemara asks, am I, what is the halacha? Is it a half Evan, half Mancheirin who marries a woman? Is it going to be, is it going to be a valid marriage or not? So let's see what the halacha is. Toshma, come and listen to the b'raiza. Hey, mishichatzi Evan, chatzi Mancheirin. We know that if an ox kills an Evakanani, you pay 30 sella. What happens if the ox kills an Evakanani who's only half owned? He's half free and he's half owned. So what do you do? Nice and chatzik knas rabbi. So you give 15 sella to the master. Vichatzi kaifer the arshav. And you give half the kaifer payment to the children of the Evakanani. Whoever inherits the Evakanani. That's Kaifer. Now we'll see the Kaifer. We'll see what Kaifer is over here. Vian Makadush of Lakadush, you're never going to tell me that when a half Evan, half Ben Chayr marries a woman, it's not a valid marriage. Guess what? Yarshin Minalei. How in the world does he have anybody related to him? Yeah? How does he have anybody related to him? The only way for him to have relatives is to say that the half is free, is a valid marriage to a Jewish woman, and now they had Jewish kids. Now they have Jewish kids. He's got, he's got a Jewish family that can inherit him. Otherwise, he has no inheritors. He's like a ger. He's like a convert. And we don't know what you're talking about when it comes to inheritors. 
says, The ox made the Eved into a trefa. Okay. Now, Rashi... Up, 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 up. Let's get into Rabbi Ravinsky. Hold on. He made him into a trefa. Rashi says like this. Right smack dab in the middle of the Amr. Rashi, Kishasso, Trefa, big time Chiddush. Rashi says, novel idea. The, Rashi explains, the Gemara here wants to say that when an ox gores an Ever and renders him a Trefa, the Havale Kemandikatle, it's like you killed the guy. He didn't drop dead on the spot. But it's like you killed him because you rendered him in a, un, unable to live. You created a terminal ailment. So, so trefa. The ox made him a trefa. Okay. Even when you make him a trefa, you're going to have to pay the 30 seller. Umay Yarshev. What does it mean, inheritors? You know what it means? Nafshei. Himself. See, here's the deal. You have a guy who's a half Ebed, half Benchur. An ox scores and renders him a trefa. The doctors are saying, this guy has eight days left. They take the ox to Bezdin and they're going to paskin. The ox is going to have to pay the knas. 30 selah. What do you do with the 30 selah? Half of it's going to go to his master and the other 15 is going to go to the Evid himself who's got a week left to live. He'll donate it to Tzaka or his best friend. But he has rights during the time that he's still in this world to already collect the, um, to already collect the knas and then give it off to somebody else. Okay. But it doesn't mean our hokosh was I told proof. Why, why, why did we come on to this? Remember, why did we come on to this? Because we want to know the halacha of a, of a, a half Eved, half Ben Charen's ability to marry. So we brought in this brisa which says he has inheritors. If he has inheritors, it must be he had a valid marriage. Of the Gemara is responding, no, inheritors doesn't mean like children, it means himself. He's the one who's going to collect it while he's a traitor. Um, then he wasn't Jewish yet. You can't. So then he's once he converts to Judaism, he's not related to them. Like if you have a, a Ger family that converts, they're not halakhically related. So they don't inherit each other automatically. I have two things to tell you about this matter. First of all, the Yarshav Katani. Don't tell me that the inheritors means him himself because that's what you don't inherit yourself. You know what that's called? Mine. You're going to tell me the Bryson means he inherits himself. Half of it goes to his inheritors, which means himself? Is that what it says? Fightin, furthermore, we change the expression of the Bryson. Right? The Bryson says half the Knas goes to the master and half the Kaifer payment, half the atonement payment goes to him. Kaifer who? No. Yeah, it's Kaifer. Vamar Yishlakish. Kaifer ain't mishtalim el lachamisa. Kaifer only, only goes after Misa. So it's not possible. Now we're dealing with the case of uh, where he renders a trafe and he's collecting the money before he kicked the bucket. It's considered that. Ella. In everywhere in Halakha, an animal... But there's a, there's a Pasuk. says, Kaifer only gets paid the Achramisa. I'm going to be a mamish after death. It has to be the Hamas. That he mamish killed him. You can't be, you can't be a Kaifer. That's where Yishlakish is drasha. Allah Marava, Ro'ilito What it means like this. You're right. Get ready. You're right that halachically if a half Ebed, half Ben Chiron is killed by an ox, half goes to the master and half goes to the inheritors. 
Aye, there's no inheritors. You're right. Okay. So it's Hefker, whatever it is. <laughs> got, or he doesn't end up paying it because there's no inheritors. But what does it mean that the inheritors get it? They're fit to get If there would be inheritors, they would get it. It doesn't mean practically that there are inheritors. Yeah? It says they're fit to get it. Huh? It's, a, it's not really a double shalabalala. It's not possible to exist. Okay. So, but it's not, but the Gemara, because the, the Gemara wants to walk away with is that we didn't want to use an expression saying, oh, if he's half of it, half ben chayrin, guess what? You pay 15. Then you're making up a new Allah on the Torah. And the problem is like this. The Torah says, you're going to pay 30 selah when you kill an Evid. The guy's now a half of it, half ben chayrin. What do you do? So the price says, you know what the Allah is on you? Half, go, half goes to the master and half goes to the Yarshim. I, there's no Yarshim? Okay, he lucked out. But the... <laughs> The, the Gabrizit doesn't just want to say you're going to pay 15 because there's no halach in the Torah 15. That's a new mitzvah. So we say you pay 30. I 15 can't be collected? Fine. So then don't pay it. But it's not because there's no chi of kanas. There is a chi of kanas. There's a chi of a full 30. There's nobody to mun it. There's nobody to take the other 15. Just say it. So there's nobody to take it. Okay. Now let's get into the halacha of a shifcha kananis. You have a non-Jewish maidservant who's half free. What's the status over there? The same way if I walk over to a woman and say, lady, I want to marry you Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, not marry. Let, let, let's make a pact. Every, three days married, three days not married. Or he says to her, let's make a pact. I'm marrying 50% of you. The same way, if you marry half a isha, you're not married. If a Jewish man walks over to a shivcha, a non-Jewish maidservant, who's half free, so we'll call her half Jewish, not a valid marriage. Because you can only marry half of her. Also, it's not mekudesh. Can you compare the cases? The same thing we said before. Over there, you're leaving over things. So maybe we'll say, since you left over parts that you're able to acquire, that's why it's not a valid marriage. But over here, if she's a half evid, half paschairin, you're only capable of acquiring 50 of her. The other 50 is owned. And therefore, maybe it should be a valid marriage. Says the Gemara, Yodcha. Um, it says this machshela, this mukshal, this uh, stumbling block is under his hand. What does it mean, a stumbling block? It means a person only stands with words of Torah. Only if he is nichshal bohem. Okay? What does it mean, nichshal bohem? There's such a beautiful and deep idea. Rashi brings this up over here, and it's a mamish. A beautiful message it comes out from our Parsha as well, Parsha's Chukas. Uh, don't have too much time to get into it now But The idea is The more Mistakes you make The greater chance you have at MS The more mistakes you make? The greater chance you have at MS Right, okay, okay? Yeah. The greater chance you have at MS So You first need to make a mistake You make a mistake and then somebody corrects you You're like, whoa 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't. Eh? Okay. So, um, so he says, I made a mistake in my psak, and Afapi Shomra Makadish Khatzija in Mikudashas, Aval Khatzi Shivka Bhatzi Baskhan Skatcha Kadusha Kadushan. My time says Rabba. Why? Taka, if I walk over to a woman who's half half shivka, half baskharn, it would be valid. Why? Because the reason you gave, and that is, as long as I'm married, whatever's capable in marriage, it's going to be a valid marriage. Now, this is a Jewish woman or a gender? She's starting out as a Shivcha Kananis, and she's half free, so that means she's half Jewish. This is the only time you find a situation where somebody's considered like partially Jewish. They're Mechayiv and Mitzvahs, but not like, right? It's not really called half Jewish, it's the status of an Evid. So that's where it gets, you know. Amar of Sheshis. Rav Sheshis says, "Kishem shem kadosh chatzi ish and mikudashas kach chatzi shivcha v'chatzi baskhan shen skadja ink dusha kedushan." I've been blocked. Shalom leimar. Somebody says, "Ezu shivcha charufa." What's considered a shivcha charufa? Okay, shivcha charufa is when somebody sets aside a shivcha for a specific man. Susha chatzi shivcha v'chatzi baskhan and hamurasa levedivri who's married to an evedivri. Amo bas isrusehi. Um, you, you see from over here that she's considered a bas erisin. Yeah, we see that uh, a woman who's half evid, half baschirin, is capable of erisin, of having a valid marriage. And Marlai, if somebody whispers this to him, you should say to him, Klach Eitzel Rabbi Shmol, go tell your Torah to Rabbi Shmol. Shehu Aimer, Beshivcha Kananis, Amorosa Levit Ivri, Beshivcha Kananis, Bas Israisahi. It says that you can have a case of a Shivcha Kananis, and he calls it Murosa Levit Ivri. If let's say you have an Eved Ivri, Jewish man who stole or sold himself, he's a full-fledged Eved Ivri. The halacha is, says explicitly in the Torah, you are allowed to have him live with a Shivcha Kananis. And then you will have children from them, and those kids are non-Jewish, and they stay with the master. That's how we know Judaism stays with the mom. Okay, there's one of the sources for that. Otherwise, these kids should go free after six years. The fact that they stay with the mom is a proof that they're not Jewish. Now, the expression that we use over there is an Eved Kanani, an Eved Ivri, that is Me'uris to a Shivcha Kananis. Now, let me ask you a question. You think the word Erisin, marriage, is valid over there? No chance, because over there we're dealing with a woman who's 100% Shivcha Kananis. There's no chance over here of, of ever understanding uh, otherwise. Hachanami. So to over here, my Me'ureses, what does Me'ureses mean? It means Me'uchedes, not that you're married. It means that you're set aside for, uh, you're, you're set aside for the Eved Ivri. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're actually married. Amar of Chista. Designated the word? Yeah. Set aside, designated, right. Amar of Chista says, If you have a woman, a Shivcha Kananis, who's half free, who marries Ruvain, and then her other half was freed. So now, remember, Ruvain's only married to half of her. Her other half is now free. Can her other half marry Shimon? Can she be married to Ruvain partially and partially to Shimon? Yes, yeah, so she's completely Jewish now. Can she have two husbands? Because one husband purchased a complete half, which at the time was his max that he was able to marry her with, does it leave over the other half for somebody else? And then get ready for this. You ready? Back into Yavamas. Umesu Shneem. They both die. Misyavemes Lelevi. She could marry Levi. Now, we're going to say over here, Shimon. Reuben, Shimon, and Levi. So what, what's happening over here is, is as follows. Who dies? Oh. So Rashi says, very bottom Rashi on Mem Gimel Amaral, if a chazov and a scotch of the shimon, echov, 
Rashi says Reuven and Shimon are brothers. So Reuven marries this Shivcha Kananis, who's half free. She marries Reuven's brother with her other half, and they both die. So what's the status of Levi? Can Levi do Yibum on her? Two brothers died. Yeah. And each brother owned, married a half of her. This is just in logic, right? This isn't in reality. What do you mean logic and not reality? How can a woman be a Kurdish to two different men? Okay, so let's see. The Einani, good, and their brothers. And their brothers. And their brothers. Top of them And I don't consider her to be the wife of two people. Now, a wife of two people is not mutter. There's no Hilchas Yibam over here. There's no... So it seems that Levi is allowed to do, uh, Levi would be allowed to do Yibam. So now, Manavshach. The reason why she is allowed to marry Levi is for the following reason. This is going to answer what's bothering us about what's happening. How could she be married to two men and their brothers? So it's more like this. Manavshach. Either way. Ikedushe Ruuvein Kedushen. If Ruuvein's marriage was complete... So then, Kedusha Shimon Lav Kedusha. We don't agree that it's even possible to have be married to two men, right? So he said like this. When Reuven married her as a half a woman, was it valid? We don't know. Let's say it is. So then Shimon's marriage is a nothing. It's a nothing burger. V Kedusha to Shimon Kedusha. And if let's say, we say Shimon's second marriage, once she was totally free, is a valid. It's then Kedusha Reuven Lav Kedusha. And the first marriage was a nothing. And therefore, she's free to marry. Who? Levi. Levi. Why not? Let her marry Levi. She's going to be an almana of somebody. She's an almana of one of the brothers. So come along, Levi. And Levi's allowed to do Yibam. Because she's a Vada Yavama. We know she's married to one of them. We just don't know. Uh, we don't know which one. I thought you said she was married to neither one. No, she's married to one or the other. You can't have two husbands. So saying, according, even according to the suffix, the doubt that we're left with of which one is it going to be, work with, we're going to, um, we know it's one of them. We don't know which one, let's say. Even if you come to the bottom line of Lacha, and Levi can go do evil. Okay. If you have half shifta, half Bascharin, who marries Reuven and Ishtachra, and then she's totally free. She marries his brother Shimon. Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Nachman, Paco, Kedusha, Rishon, Reuven's initial marriage leaves. Even if they were considered initially married, now that she's fully freed, it's like if like similar thing as like mion, you know, you just like removes it. Okay. What's your name? And a mion is like if you have a, a girl who's a katana and she refuses the marriage. There, it's a little different because it removes it retroactively. Here, it doesn't necessarily remove it retroactively. But as soon as she's she's free, so. Um, The marriage to the first guy falls off. If Zerav Nachman, Gumru Kedusha Rishon, opposite. As soon as she's free, you know what happens? Ruvain's marriage takes hold over the full 100% of her. Ruvain marries 50% of a woman because she's half owned. Now her owner frees her. So had, what, what's happening now? Either, we have a choice, says the Gemara. Either we say the first marriage is gone because you can't be married to a regular Jewish woman 50%, or we say it spreads. 
Amar of Zira, Kavasei Didi Mistavra. It makes more sense, like me, that you're married, it spreads to a full 100%. Tachsev, La Yomsu Kilei It says that if you have a half Shifcha, half Pascharen, who has commits adultery, so there's no Chi of Misa, because he like Kupasa, she's not 100% free. Let's say she would be free. Let's say she would be free. She would be put to death. And therefore, you see that once she's fully free, it turns her into a full 100% married woman. According to the base manager of Yishmol, who says that when you have a Shifcha Kananis, who is married in Avedivri, are you going to say that over here as well, that uh, there's going to be a Chiyav Misa after she is free. In other words, you can't take things that happen prior to her being free and say once she's being free, it's going to change things uh, retroactively. Okay, You have a, a, a woman who has, uh, there's adultery while she's, in, while she's a shivcha. If somebody were to do something, you're going to start bringing on death penalties on everybody afterwards because uh, the circ- you have to look at the circumstances at the time. Ella... What happened was she was freed and got married again. We'll say the same thing over here. That was the same case. We're going to cover ground over here a little bit. She was half free and half owned. The Kafu as Rabba. And we did like the Psak of, of uh, Basil and Bishamai. And we forced the master of Asabascher. And we freed her. Come on. So who do we do that according to the opinion of? Who's, who who'd that uh, follow? About two people it says, Which means that the mitzvah of having children applies to men and women. Hence, um, we have a chiv to free her so that she could get married. Right? We learned in our Mishnah, Let's pause for a minute. We learned in our mission if you have a man who's half Evid, half Ben Choren, the, the half that he's owned is obligated to free him. Why? You can't leave him in limbo his whole life from getting married. If he's half Evid, half his he can't marry Shivcha, he can't marry Yisrael, you gotta let him go. That was Beishamah. They still agree with him. It says the Gemara over here, the same thing holds by Yishivcha. The mitzvah of Peru Revu applies to men and women. Amr of Nachman Yisak, Loi, Minag Hefker, Noguba. It's not because women have a chiyav of have the same mitzvah as men of having children. Rather, it, the reason why they forced the master to free her is because men were acting with her in a immoral, uh, in a immoral uh, manner. Okay. Hamaycher Avdei Levikacham versus Evedu Avikachavim Aylechutz Laaretz Yatsu Ben Charen Yedis. If you have a Eved Kenani that's owned in Eretz Yisrael and the Jewish owner sells him to St. Louis. Rebbe Kanani could say, have a wonderful day. I'm free. You cannot, you cannot have me work for somebody outside of Eretz Yisrael when I started out in Eretz Yisrael. Also, if the Yid sells them to a guy, the Evid could walk away. Turn around the rabbis around, so should we have a He still needs a letter of freedom in order to be able to marry a Jewish woman. When's that true? When um, he... He uh, didn't write Aina, he didn't write this document for him when he sold him. But if he wrote the document, the document of handing over to the Evid is enough. So in other words, like this you have a Jewish owner who sells him to a non Jewish owner. 
and they sign a contract, the Eved himself does not need a, a document of freedom anymore to get married. Because you know why? Anytime somebody has a shidduch problem with him, he could just point them to the Bezdin and say there was a star shikher. And since by definition, when a Jew sells me to a non-Jew, I'm free, that document stating that I'm given over to the guy is my star shikher. What's the second word? Star. Star shikhr, a document of freedom. Okay? My Ainai, what is Ainai? Amar Sheshis, the Kasav Lei Hachi, he wrote that. Kishabarach Bivani, in the Asik Bach. When you run away from him, I have no Asik with you. Tell about the rabbis, don't that's why the rabbis love a love and Avikacham. If the guy borrowed money from Avikacham, but keep on Shasalei Avikacham, no Musu, Yatzel Cheres. If the Avikacham does what Avikacham do, if the guy does what guys do, then he goes free. Says the Gemara, what do guys know? What, what do guys, what do, what, what do guys do? My namusu. What is his namusu? Amar Avuna Bar Yitzchak. Amar, lost the place. My namusu. Amar Ravuna Bar Yehuda. It's Nashki. It's, it's uh, referring to Nashki. Now what's Nashki? Nashki is the, uh, call it a dog tag. A dog tag. Yeah. Nashki. Okay. What, is it, what, what does he have? He's, everybody knows that he owns him. Now, what happened was like this. You have a Yid who owns an Evakanani. There's a, there's a guy who tells the Yid, I'm going to lend you $10,000. You're going to give me your Eved if you don't pay back. But I want you to put a dog tag around the Eved's neck stating that he is set aside for the, the uh, collateral. Okay? As soon as he does that, the Evid could go out. Even if he's ident- being identified with a dog tag, somebody who could end up by the guy, he could even go out then. Masiv Rashi says a challenging question. Ha'eris said if you have sharecroppers, or if you have uh, people who rent land, the Arise Batiavis, or you have Arise Batiavis, which is you have your sharecropper. But it's not necessarily a deal made with the current owner. It's like you've been, your great, your Alta Alta Zayda has been a sharecropper for that person's Alta Alta Zayda. Who gives his land as a collateral to Yisrael. Even if they followed this, these Namusu, the Namusi, these, uh, the, the way, the tags or, or symbols that the Goyim want, Peturim in Amaiser. You don't have to take Meiser, because Meiser only needs to come from land that's owned by Yid, not land that's owned by a guy. Says the Gemara, uh, you know, let's hold it here. We'll start again from Masa Rosh We'll start from this question tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening.